Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power, save during the big holiday sale on now. Summer Breakfast with Miles Fitzner and Bryce Gibbs. I'm better than ever I'm looking at you. Oh, welcome and good morning. Summer Breakfast, hello Adelaide. 6.02am, Miles Fitzner with you. Live from SNSA's studio, Lumo. And I'm joined by, well, in 2006, there was no bigger deal in Australian sport than this man. He went number one in the draft. He went on to play 268 games for the Carlton and Crows football clubs. I speak of Bryce Gibbs. Good morning, Gibbsy. Good morning, Miles. How are you this morning? Uh, look, it's a, it's a strange feeling to be back. It is, is it? It's been, uh, well, I've had a week off. It felt like two months. Back in here, rolling in the dark, get to see... Uh, you nice and early, and then we roll in, and Spain and Germany are straight on the TV. So if the show's no good, it's because we're distracted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great start. Um, all happening though. World Cup. I know you're across the world game, and a few surprising ones early. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. But the one for mine, Morocco, just giving Belgium a little bit of a touch up. That has to be one of the beats of the of the World Cup so far. Well, it certainly is, and. One of their absolute superstars is arguably one of the best players in the world in Kevin De Bruyne come out in a press conference and said, uh, we can't win it. We can't win the World Cup because we're too old. And next minute, they go out and get that result. So I reckon some of his teammates might have been a little bit flat with old Kevin. Oh, you don't, you don't roll out and say we can't win it. Like last time anyone would have said that would have been Circa D's tanking gate. <laughs> Maybe North Melbourne last year. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, they actually said we can't win a game. It wasn't that we can't win it. Yeah. Hey, uh, big show coming up. We've tried to roll um, with some heavy hitters, especially for the first show. Antonius Cleveland from the 36ers to join us. And then we thought being draft night tonight, and then obviously they've split it now to try and make a bit more of a show of it. We've got Adam Dolia, Harry... Um, Barnett, Max McElhaney, they're all going to come in studio after 7.30. Billy Dowling to join us on the phone. We've followed him the whole way through. Jack Watts to join us, another former number one. I, I tried to go through my contact list and find how many number one draft picks I've got in it, and I've only got you and Wattsy. Two. Oh. I've, I, I might have Coons. I think I've got Coons in there. And I don't know, to, and that's only through work. Only you and Coons through work. Wattsy through the other boys. But you'd have a – how many would you have? I've got a couple. Well – Coons, obviously, through yep. through work as well. Um, luckily, I've two of my good mates in Mark Murphy and Matty Cruiser. They or, went either. Did they go either side of you? Did they go O yes. five and O seven? Yep, I was in the middle. So Carlton got three number ones in a row. Uh, no, sorry, Murph was O six. I was O seven. Cruz O eight. You were O seven. Yep. I thought you were O six. I was in and around then. I think <laughs> it was a few years ago now. Yeah, Murph would have been no. Murph no, he was, was, he was 05. Murph I was, was 05. 05. Yeah, my, yeah. My I know f- that much because that was oh, that's when I finished school and Murph was number yeah. one then. So yeah, it brings back uh, a lot of memories, Miles. Actually, obviously draft night tonight, and they do it a little bit differently now. They, they're sort of taking a bit of a leaf out of a bit of the uh, American sport drafts, aren't they? Doing it over a couple of nights, and it's obviously broadcasted on TV and, and has all the bells and whistles and. They invite uh, all the talent over to Melbourne and um, and do do it, make it a big process. Obviously, don't they? The number one or the the first round gets a standalone night by itself. So the first twenty odd picks, uh, they make a, a pretty big deal of it. So um, yeah, there'd be a lot of nervous 
boys today, wondering whether they're going to get their names read out. And, uh, you know, it's great that we're going to have a few of our local talent in studio today to talk to them, how they're feeling, how they've been feeling in their time. A lot of them have just finished school and um, might be working, just sort of killing the days up until this point. So, um, yeah, it's certainly... The few will be uh, pretty nervous today, I reckon. Do you think they could make a bigger deal of it? I, I, I'm I'm fascinated by the likes of the NFL draft, how it's, it's I mean, it, it's just a monster event. And I know they've tried, but I don't think it'd be very hard for them to make a bigger deal out of the AFL draft. But they've probably got to go back a bit further and make a bigger deal about the under-18 championships and the, and the NAB League and those sort of things first, don't they? Build that up. A little bit more, and then you could make draft night the the sort of spectacle, I suppose. It did is or they is it because they're different age groups? Like these boys are what seventeen and eighteen, and in America that's they can sort of it's more like they're twenty and twenty one, aren't they? They're a little bit older, aren't they? I think uh, they they do their college. Well, you don't have to go to college; you can go straight to the draft if you want. And we've seen obviously some of the greats, uh, you know, Le- Le- LeBron James's of the world didn't go go to college; they went straight into the big time. But yeah, they are a little bit older usually. Overseas, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of been one of those things that they've tried to evolve over the years and, and try to keep up with modern times. And um, I suppose with the the live picks and the live trading that that happens now, I think it needs a bit of theatre, theatre, and a bit of um, live action coming through the, the TV screen to to keep everyone updated with what's going on. A couple of quick ones, um, and we're going to touch on this a fair bit later. We'll talk to Watsy and and these younger boys, but when did you know? Because they're already talking that that GWS, have, they've obviously traded for, they've got the number one, and then, um, what's his name? Carter. Is that right? Cadman. Cadman. Now, Cadman's said, oh, well, they haven't told me yet, but when did you know? Did you get told a fair way out? Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I, Carlton actually flew over to Adelaide two weeks before the draft. Uh, it was Sticks Kernahan, Dennis Pagan, they brought Mark Murphy over. A few of the heavies. A few of the big dogs. Uh, and obviously the two recruiters. Uh, and I sat at my manager's house, which was Justin Reed at the time. Um, what, got rid of him? Charging too much? Did you change later, nah, did you? I, he got rid of us. He, oh, he, he moved on and uh, <laughs> left or becoming a play manager and become the, I think, got the gig at the Crows. Oh, right. Off, off the back of that. So then you had to find a new one. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. what? Well, we're going to get to. I'm making a note here because the scramble to manage you would have been. Well, no. So J- Justin started managing me when I was in Adelaide. Then when I moved to Melbourne, I was moved on to Nigel Carmody, who was obviously a part of. I think it was. Um, oh, it was TLA as it is now. But whatever ESP, it was before I that, I think it was before, before uh, back in the day. But um, yeah. So anyway, they flew over and uh, we had a half an hour meeting at his house and they said yeah be prepared we're gonna we're gonna take you at, at number one so um I, I had actually had a couple of weeks to really get my head around moving into state and um preparing for for the transition so that moment that you find out the managers then leave you're back in the house old man mason kell they're probably kicking around there they're whippersnappers at the time is that when you just give yourself that little like that little just little fist bump and yeah, hey oh, dad, just you better crack out yeah one of the bottles of Moet or something. <laughs> <laughs> the old bottle of yellow. I was, seven, and we'll just I was a... 17s. I was probably the uh, the lime cordials. Uh, oh, at that yeah, stage. I'm, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, 
Oh, yeah. It was probably more relief than anything. Like, I mean, that year leading into the draft, there'd obviously been a lot of speculation and I'd been followed and um, watched pretty heavily. I was obviously playing league footy at Glenelg, still doing year 12. And, um, yeah, I'd had, I'd had a pretty solid year. So there'd been a lot of, lot of chatter about where would I go uh, and, and all, all those sort of things. So just to hear it for, like, be confirmed, I think it was more of a, a relief more than anything. Um, funny story on that. I once um, thought I had the inside word on who was going to go number one. It was the Tringove Scully year. Yep. And I had a decent old bet on, uh, on Jackie T to go number one. And um, then the D's obviously changed their mind and took them one, two, the other way around. And uh, I ended up with a new pair of footy boots out of it because the bloke that told me that Trengo was going to go number one felt badly. It was, uh, ended up playing a lot of games for the Demons he did. But, yeah, it cost me an absolute fortune. I had a crack at, I had a crack at Jackie T. Um, we'll talk to Watsy and the boys about the pressure and stuff surrounding it and then... I, you know, there's going to be some yarns in regards to people that don't make it. I know there's good stories in the past of people that have had parties. I don't know the guy that I knew quite well that had a draft party and uh, there was no no name read out. And unfortunately, all the people are there in the room ready to ready to go and bit bill. Yeah. And I mean, it does happen. Like, And, and this, this year more, it could happen more so than not because we just don't know. Like outside the top, probably five or six or seven, like then we don't know what's going to unfold from there. Like I think from probably the top four are locked in, I think. And then from a pick five, that Essendon pick, which uh, Matthias Filippo, one of our, one of our SA talent boys, the new new Bond is linked to him, uh, linked to Essendon. If it's sort of where they, where they go, what, who they pick, that's going to set the trend for the rest of the draft. And there's only talk. There's only going to be 40 or 50 kids picked in this year's draft anyway. So there's going to be quite a few that do, miss out and um, it's obviously going to be a, a hard time for those guys and they're going to have to you know accept accept that and, and lick their wounds and, and look to look to continue developing their their games to you know we, we see guys get picked up until they're about 22 23 these days so you know the dream's certainly still alive if 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 these boys don't get picked up but um yeah you, you do see it happen a big show, like we mentioned off the top, we've got some of the finest young South Australian talent in studio after 7.30. Antonio's Cleveland, Jack Watts to join us, Michelangelo Rucci as well. But we want to hear from you now. I've got to make sure I get this right. Not SE in track. 0427 154 166. Send us a text 0427 154 166. We've got a Signet Power Bank uh, valued at $60 um, and a Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24 hours a day. A day. The Signet Power Bank. They're very good. They are. Send us a text 0427 154 or give us a call 1300 736 736. We've just gone 12 past six. Weather today, uh, mostly cloudy. Top of 18. Might get a little bit warmer than that. Close enough to 20 degrees. Miles Fitzner, Bryce Gibbs with you on your Monday morning for summer breakfast. We've only got a few weeks. Nobody's safe. We can tee off. We can do what we like here. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) And with the musical cheers that is Adelaide Radio, who would know what's going to happen in three weeks? And we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the show too. It's break time. We'll be back right after this.